You're listening to Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. I'm Celeste Frazier, your hostess. This is episode two, Arise in Consciousness. So today we're talking about a rise in consciousness. That's a lifting up of some lower level thoughts or perhaps a releasing of some lower level thoughts. And we may not even know what kind of lower level thoughts are actually happening in progress right now until we stop. That's one of the beauties of the coronavirus quarantine where we're sheltered in place. Because it gives us an opportunity to awaken to the divine knowingness within each one of us. Because we're all being called to be more. We're definitely being called to be more loving. We're being called to do some healing work. Not to fix anybody else, but to really be present with those places and spaces within ourselves that have been neglected. Those places that have some work to do that we've not been willing to do. We might have said we don't have the time to do that kind of work. We may have said we don't have the will to do that kind of work. So now that everything's come to a screeching halt, we have no excuses. We can't blame it on scheduling, although we can always fill up our time with busyness. So what some may call boredom, I'm going to call an opportunity. And that's an opportunity to really listen because there is something that we have to accept There's a mission. There used to be a show back in the 60s called Mission Impossible. I'm going to call it Mission Possible because I know that you can do it. I know that I can do it. It's all about being at home with ourselves. Not so much where we live physically, but being at home with our souls. Ricky Byers has this song called Ready to Listen Now, which I love. The lyrics say something like, I've heard your voice before. But the difference is, She's ready to listen now. There will come a time in your life, and I'm going to call it now, when you're ready to listen. I know that sometimes it's difficult until there's a closed road. We may not be willing to go and take another direction. I remember the time it was, I don't know, maybe four years ago, something like that. I had been to a a church service and I had been to shopping center And I was driving down the street, minding my own business, heading back home. When all of a sudden this sign hits me. No, I did not hit the sign. The sign sideswiped the passenger side of my car. Well, that's all well and good for anybody but a metaphysician. Because when the people came and helped me pull the sign off of my car, I noticed the wording on the sign and it said, road closed. Well, that sends a metaphysician into all kinds of frenzies because what do you mean? Which road? Why is it closed? Are you saying I can't go back down that road? Is that over? And my proposition to us today is that there is a road that's closed. You know, there's a time when we know we can't go back. We can't go back to the way we were. We can't go back to the who we were because we've already learned those sets of lessons. So here we are now at a crossroad. There are places that we don't want to go, but there are places that we need to go. And right in through here, while there are a lot of people trying to direct us in terms of what we should do, where we should go, what exits we should not take, what places we should not enter, all these kinds of things, we don't like someone else imposing on us these kinds of restrictions. 
But yet and still, we have placed some restrictions on ourselves. And we can go unconscious and say, oh, no, I don't. But in those moments where you are afraid to take a chance, that is a restriction that you put on yourself. In those moments when you didn't speak your truth to someone who needed to hear your truth in order to make a different choice for you and for a larger body, whenever you kept silent, you were restricting yourself. There are times when we have to reach beyond our comfort zone. That's our growing edge. That's the spaces and places within us that are calling for us to be more. We're all being called to be more. Like now, I mean, in the stores, I'm having better conversations than I'm having in the complex where I live because it's not so much about being afraid to talk to people. Some of us are getting our social fix in the grocery stores. I mean, you can talk to people on the phone, but we're not seeing the regular people that we're used to seeing. So the people that we've never met before may never see again are there. And we're in deep conversation, maybe not on deep subjects, but certainly personal. You know, you're standing in line, you see the snacks over there, you know you shouldn't, you want the comfort, you know your neighbor in the grocery store is saying, it's okay, I understand, I just need the comfort, I understand. Because they're in that place where there's no expectations of each other, we're just willing to be compassionate with each other because we do understand. And we don't have to analyze or be guarded All of these wonderful opportunities that we're having to be kinder, you know, I noticed myself being kinder and apologizing to the store clerks for bothering them for signs that were hard to read, but I could have efforted a little bit more. And then not even seeing it to be a problem. Just being grateful for their willingness, being grateful for the bagger to go and find something that I forgot, of course, remembering when I got to the check stand. But here we are just apologizing for forgetting. And it's no problem for them at all. That's part of what they're there to do. Just the fact that I'm noticing myself being a little bit more awake to the things that I'm causing other people to do because of my inability to see or to remember. Hey, I got the over 60 card. I get to play that card. But we're also being called to forgive at this time. Not anyone else but ourselves. Because when we're quiet enough to hear the thoughts that are going on in our head, then we go, wow, that's in there, huh? Whoops. It's a heightened sensitivity that I'm talking about. I'm noticing a greater compassion that I have. Maybe you are too. We're knowing that we're all in this thing together now. And that in and of itself makes us more aware of how we're showing up, what we're putting into the universe. Because as it becomes undeniably clearer every day, we're one. Whatever we might have done in the past, we may not be so willing to do that. We may be more aware because there are less distractions around right now. I'm going to speak for myself and say that I'm a lot more present than I was before this corona quarantine happened. So the stories that we've been telling ourselves in our mind, we may recognize the fact that I've been making up these stories and that they have no substance in truth. They've just been illusions all the time. Now that's when I'm by myself. Some of us may be having some interesting situations in close quarters with some people that we haven't been confined with for a long period of time like it is now. 
Because in closed quarters, people can get real tired of your same old warmed over victim stories. This is a call for a rise in consciousness. Maybe it's just me, but I'm starting to notice things like we can now see the Himalayas for the first time in 30 years. Now our environment is getting better because we've stopped. So now, are we now willing to awaken to the truth that we are one with the universe, one with nature? We're being asked to answer a higher call. A call to our true self. A call to a higher self. The earth is shifting because a shift is required. Shift happens, right? So if we are resisting, resisting, resisting all along, what resists persists, but when we stop, and there are many things that we do not want to continue. When we stop, we have the option of deciding whether to go back or whether to go forward. And now we have a mountaintop consciousness, I'll call it that. When King said, I've been to the mountaintop, he's talking like Jesus was talking. When Jesus went up to the mountain, he was going to have a greater understanding because he couldn't deal with the problem at the level of the problem. He had to rise above that particular place in order to allow himself some space. So now we have some space and we're being forced to be still and know. I'm going to call that sacred listening. That's what we're doing. We're doing some sacred listening. Now, just like the first responders are doing great work, it's time for us all to respond. What are we responding to? We're responding to the spirit that is within us. We're tuning in to see what is being requested. And I'm going to call it prospering because Wallace D. Waddle said in The Science of Getting Rich that we must have a desire for the best for others. That means we care about everybody else. So when we've had a chance to stop and listen, we realize that it's not me, 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 me. Well, most of us. (laughs) I'm going to be optimistic about it because we've learned something about oneness from this pandemic. Now that we physically know oneness, it's time for us to be spiritually awakened to oneness. It involves surrender, and surrender is a good thing. God's guidance is available to us, and God's guidance is never delayed. We may take our time listening to it, but it's right there. And when we listen to it, we want to say God's right on time. It's just the moment that we've decided to wake up, to step up, you know? Your kids are growing you. Those of you who are in a close situation with your kids and you're used to having shipped them off to school or something, you know, you may be tired of them, but they may be tired of you too. See what you're learning about yourself. It's just information. It doesn't have to have any big value or weight. It doesn't brand you as a bad person. It doesn't lock you into that particular limitation. It's just that having the information frees us up to choose again. Go ahead and believe in yourself. God already does. Watch the magic when you accept what the omniscience already knows. It created you for such a time as this. Rise and meet your divine destiny. I have been asked in quite a bit as of late. Happily, I consent to go on the brief but full date. I'm not taken anywhere away, but right here at home I would stay, not in my living room or even my bath, but where I go is on my own path. 
into the quiet, the joyful, serene, the only location where truth can be seen. Beyond closed eyes and darkened rooms, beyond scary ghosts and deserted tombs, into the space of eternal abyss, into the face of perpetual bliss, embracing the quiet, erasing the riot of struggle and strife from my mind, escaping the diet of negative thoughts that entwine the present and future with the past, for time itself doesn't last. So in the now, I make a vow that no boundaries of space, that no quandaries of race, consciousness on which to rely, lot or cautiousness to deny acceptance of all. For there is no outside of the all. It's within. And in there is no without. There is no out. So rather than seeking something outside of self, I'd rather be being myself. I'm home. Always home. I am at home within. That's my poem entitled At Home Within. It's in my book, In Spirit and Love, available to you on Amazon.com. That's In Spirit and Love by Celeste A. Frazier. Thank you for tuning in today. My name is Celeste A. Frazier, and this is Mystic Magic. We'll be back next Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time, when my topic will be mental expansion. Reach out to me at celeste at buzzsprout.com. For more podcasts, please subscribe at mysticmagic at buzzsprout.com. You can also find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or other wonderful spaces in this virtual land of podcasts. I look forward to being with you again. This is Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives.